here we go. Welcome to the Community Hotline. It's a place for everyday community members to be heard and to share their personal experiences with the youth. I'm your host, Bob Fang. And today we have Miss Sarah Cole. Wow. <laughs> wow. How are you? Good, good. Why don't you uh, tell everyone uh, three facts about yourself, three things about yourself? Okay, so three things about myself is I am the mother of two children, 11 years old and 16 years old. And so one thing. And second thing is that I am um, wife of my husband. And the third one is that I am psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner and practicing in Los Angeles, California, United States. I love Thank that. You. I love that. I love that. Yes. Um, let's get uh, let's get into a tough question. Real okay. Quick, something really right. deep. All Why right. don't you tell us um, top three defining moments in your life and how do they impact you? Okay, that question is kind of difficult. Can you explain one one more time, please? Top yeah. three, three. Oh. defining moments. So three moments in your life that impacted you the most and uh, kind of explain how they impacted you. Well, I never think about it, but <laughs> no, I just came up with some idea. So the first one I can think about it is that um, when I was back in, hold on a second. Um, so when I was about 20 or 20, 23 between that time i don't remember but when i was uh when i went to the acupuncture clinic in korea so i was at the time i was kind of party girl and dating with a lot of boys and then drinkings and things like that so the the doctor oriental doctor asked me what is your goal of your life what do you don't do your life so at the time i was like kind of shocked from that time I was looking for my like uh, destiny of my life so that's the moment that I still remember so because of that I'm nurse because he yeah. was a doctor so it's it's a similar field that I was able to do some kind of medical field being a, as a nurse and nurse practitioner um second second uh, defining moment is, I guess, that when I have a baby, so first baby, so then I feel like I have to change. I have to do like as a mom and like I was completely shifted from different uh, perspective of life. So I think that's the one. Um, the third one is I didn't have it yet, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank okay. you. Yeah, that's great. So I'll we have your the third moment. So we'll see. We have your. Uh, we, it's not the birth of your second child. <laughs> Don't let them hear this. 
So we have uh, your visit to the acupuncture clinic where, you know, we asked about your life purpose and then the birth of your first child. Do right. you have a boy or a girl or two boys? I have a, first one is a boy and second one is a girl. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Love it. Mm -hmm. um, let's get right into um, kind of, uh, let's talk about education first. Yes. Um, so who were you in high school? Whoa. Oh, <laughs> um, when I when a lot because in my country Korea there's a lot of rainy so rainy days right maybe you guys know that but I mean it's not like California so I hate to go to rainy day and I have to take a bus and then there's a lot of people and rainy days wet and like that so that day I am sick so <laughs> that day I am sick. And then in Korea, we do have a, like a after school up until 10 p.m. So we go to school by 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning. And then after the class ends about 4 o'clock. But after dinner, we stay, we're supposed to stay up until 10 p.m. And then the 10 p.m. goes home, everybody. So at that time, we are doing busing to home. So like after dinner time, I just... Uh, sneak out from the school and went to, went to beach with a friend. Um, like play, like play billiard games, and sometimes we drinking, and sometimes we meet other people and dancing in the beach and things like that. Because if you take a bus, ten minutes there's a beach, so we so that would do. If weather is not good, then we go comic book uh, store and then you read a comic book or you go to karaoke to sing. That's my high school. <laughs> I love that. I love yes. that. I love that. So, what, what part of South Korea were you from? I'm from Busan. Busan. Busan okay. the end of the second city in the in the South uh, in the South Korea. Yes. I think it's a famous city, Train to Busan. I think everyone's mm -hmm. seen that movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The beach was kind of a good place for us or students to hang out. So I like that. How have you uh, how have you changed from uh, high school to now? Well, completely different picture though, because at that time I don't like to study. Actually, I didn't have a purpose of. I didn't realize. I didn't know that what. Why do I need to study? Because um, I grew up very poor family, so yet. Back in my age, my father and mother has a, had a high education, but we are poor and poor. So, so I was questioned, like my mom and dad study really good and even had a, some good education, but they are poor. So I'm going to do my business. Why do I have to study? I just questioned it. And I hate this. So I, yeah, that's, it was it. So See, that's why I didn't really study I because I couldn't find the motivation and the goal for that. Uh, and then what about your son? Does he have the motivation to study? Do I don't you, do you... <laughs> <laughs> it's a different one. So different because he born in the United States. So it's a different culture. So I'm having a hard time sometimes adjust how to approach to my kid because Mom, that's rude, or something like that. They they tell me the way that I'm doing traditionally Korean things, 
than Korean culture, they not really see that way, right way. And also I'm very cautious about my behavior because I went, I worked in mental hospital for children and adolescents. So a lot of ASEAN kids come to mental hospital saying that I'm suicidal because either three cases, like either mom and dad expectation too high, second uh, expectation about too high about study and goal. The second one is uh, they put themselves to high goal, but they're not in that degree, so they are not happy. The third one is they just mom and dad not listening and push kid. So I decided myself, I will not, at least I will not push mm. my kids about uh, their goal. And you know, some like some people like, the, oh, you need to be doctor and you set the goal for kid, but at least I will not try to do that. I love that. Uh, let's elaborate on those three uh, those three mm -hmm. challenges that Asian kids go through. So we have the first okay. one, which is the parents have the high expectations. Mm -hmm. And then the second one, which is the kids have high expectations of themselves. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is their parents don't listen to the kids. Mm -hmm. um, can you can you go through each one and kind of explain um, how kids should deal with it in those situations if, yeah. if they are going through that? So in that case, the first one is because what can I say that mom and dad has a high expectation about you. So when the, in that case is, even though the kid is a, a student, the, but mom and dad want perfect. So there is a no perfect, like you can't have a hundred, hundred point out of hundred point. So you have to have a negotiating with a mom and dad, and you have to, you have to have a, some kind of patience to understand this is okay and also and you because it's because if you are high school or a kid it's hard to find the boundary boundary the time that you understand boundary maybe you can have a 16 17 years old at that time even still don't know however if mom and dad in that case kid really nothing to do about it however if you listen this if you are mom and dad and you have to understand that you know, if you do that, then you you want to have a good kid and good score kid, but your kid will not be happy though. They're really hard to lose that because you want them to study your kid because of your dream versus they want work on their dream. So you have to choose. So it's what it is because if mom and dad are high expectation, the kid really cannot do much about it mm. because this poor and because this is a cultural, so you have to hold it into. And then in that case, you can be depressed, you can be demotivated, or you don't want to do anything and you don't want to deal with it, but still it's open channel and try to, mom, I don't like this way, or you have a, some kind of negotiation starting from now, because when you go outside of home, you still have a lot of things that you have to negotiate in your life with other people, with a company, with a school, your professor. So it's the moment that you can maybe think about exercising, having open mind. But yeah. how would, um, what if parents are just blind to that? You know, like they just don't see that their parent, that their kids are sad or, or what are some warning signs for parents to look out for? So then, then, then it, it, when in that time happens that you have to find another mentor because you have to have another channel to vent your 
anger or your sorrow or sadness, those things that you have to hang out. If parents cannot do that, it's very, uh, very, how can I say? It's very not good moment, but I mean, anyway, so you have to solve the issue, what you have. So you have to talk with other personnel or other others who can handle that or even like your uncle or your aunt so or your even your grandma and grandpa you know so then it could be too early okay so you maybe that tactic you really need it instead of you fighting each other is not really good for all of them I see i see okay what about the kids who have high expectations of themselves where does that come from or how do, uh, how do they so it's really because because score doesn't mean that you are you are you are score is not you you have to understand that i want to say that because you know because sometime when you're living long enough that you know sometime everybody has a, their uh their portion on certain things so sometimes you did your best and you got 91 instead of 93 or 94. 94, I think A plus. 91, maybe A. Something like that. So then you're still doing good job. You have to good, give a credit and then move on to not to windle that what you didn't do good at it, but you do well for next one. So that way you can prepare for next battle or next test instead of you are worrying about, oh, I did, did, I shouldn't have done this and this, 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 not that one. So you move on so you can prepare for what is missing. So you are critically uh, assess what was wrong about that test. That's it. Not involving any kind of emotion on that. See, okay. And then, but how do they get like that though? Is it from the parents or is it their environment? Like, why do they want to be so perfect? Sometimes uh, they have a certain expectation. So it's uh, it's from themselves or it's from the, because if you have a good score, then you can be a good kid and you meet the parent need and things like that. But asking yourself, what is your need? Honestly, so honestly, you did your best and you got 91. You have to, you have to thank to yourself. However, your ability or you didn't put a lot of, uh, Apple on it, you expecting getting 100%, that is your greediness to me. So you have to really think about really what really you did it yourself and things like that. So sometimes, you know, you are not, we are everybody human beings not perfect. You might good at math, but you're not good at history. Who knows? I'm really good at history, but I am not good at math and things like that. So, but still, <laughs> That's what it is. See, I love that. Okay, and what about the, the the last one? You know, like your mom and dad aren't listening. I I see that all the time, right? Kids are like, oh, I don't have a relationship with my mom or my dad. They don't listen to me. You know, how how would they navigate that? In that case, you know, sometimes you need to find the right moment. Like mom and dad upset, and you want to talk what you want, that they're not listening. Same thing. Some it's the same thing. Like. If you're upset that mom and dad ask you to something like that, then you are ignoring the same thing. So human being is a human being. So, but if somebody isn't ignoring what you need, and then you're gonna either you're gonna frustrate it, 
or you're gonna keep doing it, keep knocking. I mean, there's only way that your mom and mom and dad you want to listen. Then find the right moment, and then, for example, do the do the dish, helping mom and things like that. So or uh, or massage mom and mom and mom shoulders a little bit, and then come to the uh, uh, what you need or what you need to talk. But like, mom, I this 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 is not working. Then. It's it's blocking. So you have to make it warm and warm environment first, and then softly observe what you wanna say. So they're gonna listen. Or you can say instead of negative way, saying that mom, you're not listening to me at all. Nothing like that. But you're gonna say that mom, I feel like my voice is not heard by you. So I feel sad or something like that. It comes. So instead of pointing blame in mom and dad or somebody not listening to you, it comes to you first. I feel like that I am not heard, something like that. Then they're going to say that, oh, they're going to catching up something. So, oh, did I? I didn't mention into it. So you have a different open option that you can talk about. It. I think that's the way. Still, that. but you know, mom and dad sometimes so, so not negotiable. Then at that time, just hold it. See. Hold it. Yeah. Do you, is there a, is there a, um, is there a stigma around mental health in the Asian community that yes. it doesn't exist? Yeah. Can you elaborate on more on that or, you know? So for example, like, I don't know other country. How about, how about Korean culture similar to Chinese? and sometimes similar to Japanese. But, you know, they don't accept that they have a, some, they don't like to accept that their kids or their mom have a mental issues. However, mental issue is not just like mental issue that you have because you have a, a weak will, that you are, not, you are not a good person, nothing like that. 20%, so one in five, if this is worldwide, not in the United States, anything like that. One in five people are experiencing mental health issue in their life, lifetime. So even though you don't have a mental issue right now, that doesn't mean that you will not have a mental health issue in the lifelong because you never know your mom passed away earlier than you expected or you broke up with your boyfriend, girlfriend. You never know. So... The stigma about uh, notion that have a negative notion should be gone away. If you are aware of what's going on, human beings, there always something happened that you don't expect. So that way you can have some mental health issues. Of course, like you have a diabetes in your family, then there is a high risk for you to have a diabetes because you have a family history, right? Same thing, if you have some history somewhere in your family, you will have a more, more likely to have a depression. That I'm saying that you have a more risk. You are not getting it, but you have a more risk because of your history, family history. So there's a lot of way to deal with it, but this is very normal that you can have it because one in five, everybody, maybe, maybe who knows? Bob has it or Bob had a, some kind of depression in the past. Who knows I have it because 
you don't know that I experienced. I didn't tell you, even though I have it. So nobody knows behind the story, right? So then you have to respect those things. And and this and also this is a treatable. This is a treatable. It's not like a spreading this this or disorder or anything like that. So it is really treatable and it's preventable as well. Love that. Mm-hmm. What about um what about you know, kids who experience depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. or suicidal thoughts, what are some uh, warning signs or what are some, you know, things that they can do to so, Sometimes they don't know they are in depressed. They're in, they don't know. So a lot of cases, they just passing all, I'm not doing Do you have an example of a, of a, of like, a child that you work with or? Yeah. So so because mom and dad because very sometimes that is very subtle so mom and dad they not catching it and then oh my uh, oh this is not depression or oh this is not mental issues so they ignore it some kind of symptoms like okay so they can be more irritable the children's cases most cases more irritable more more restless and and also they're not like trying to go to school or they don't feel like wake up in the morning they having hard time sleep or too much sleep so it's you don't have because okay so for example you shower 20 times a day what happened you come to mental hospital you don't shower no shower for 20 days you come to mental hospital so if you don't find the middle ground then it's issue Okay, you brush 10 times every meal, then some issue. There's OCD or some kind of obsessive things, right? But when you have a mental issue, everybody have a mental issue. So I can be, Sarah Go is crazy, right? However, I am doing my job. I'm sleeping. I take care of my kid. I work. And I have a no problem with the relationship with a making friend. I'm going to study. Then, okay. You cannot diagnose me, even though I'm crazy, okay? <laughs> Got that? So when you have a mental issue, then you have to have some kind of a dysfunctioning in your daily life. Like you're not eating, you're not sleeping, you're not sleeping too much, you don't want to go to school, you don't want to talk with the friends. That's the sign. That's the See. sign. So that's the one. But in top of, on top of that, the suicidal ideation is a very... Um, very dangerous and very very needed like need a help so you need a help so you need to call hotline this day they have a nine instead of 911 they have a 988 for only suicidal hotline or you can help or either school counselor school teacher or mom and dad or your mentor or your senior so you can get some help if you have that thought see Mm-hmm. What about um, like uh, I guess big trauma in terms of like cutters? You know, people who, who cut themselves. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you help them stop? You know, inflicting harm on themselves. Okay, or so is that, or is that an early sign of a schizophrenia or that or? Well, it's not a schizophrenia sign, but that's because because when they so we have to know the intention first. Why do you cut? You want to kill yourself or you want to relieve your pain of emotional pain or psychological pain that you have. So then depends on 
uh, how you intention. So you want to kill, you want to try to cut and you want to kill yourself, then you have to really have a, you have to have a go to urgency. There's urgency and emergency in there, but you are cutting because of, uh, uh, you are so stressed, you have a test, you worried and you cut it. And so in that cases, you know, that I want you to have some like um, cutting specific therapy, like there's, they have a, their specific therapy and then you have to, that stress moment to pressure to do that, you have to find something else that you wanna do. For example, you wanna do, you wanna quit smoking. So you, you wanna do, so you, do some kind of chocolate or some kind of gums and things like that. You have to trying to do positive way to not hurt yourself. Got so it. That's Got it. Love that. Uh, let's move on to the next topic, which is love. Um, tell <laughs> us what is love? That is a very tough question. Um, you know, I think that, Love is freedom to me. Okay, this is mine. So everybody have a different custom. You have a friendly love. You have a child. You love your child. You love your husband. Uh, you love my pa I love my patient. So everyone is, every is different, right? So then for me is self-autonomy. For me is freedom. When you have a love, you feel like you are controlled. I don't think that is love. You want love? No. So especially if you are um, younger generation, that oh, I want my girlfriend this way, this way. I want to. Okay, you try to change other people because you love. That is not love. That's what I learned my life. So if you want to, you so. Only you can only control yourself. You cannot control nobody except you. Okay, so so in the love perspective is okay. So because I'm already my kid is already 16 years old. So I mean, romantic love is already like 20 years ago or anything like that. But I think the love for me is more understanding that accepting who you are, who I love. I don't want to be, I don't want to change because of, I don't want to change my lover because of me, like my husband or anything like that. So, so that is love. So understanding, upset, uh, freedom, give a freedom, understanding, uh, accepting who my love is. So same thing. I want to have that kind of love if I want to be loved. And I don't want you to tell me, Sarah, don't wear Red shirt or don't wear this or don't tie hair like no. No. That's my love concept. Love that. Who was yeah. your who was your first love? Uh, it was high school. <laughs> high school. It's about more than almost 30 years ago or 28 years ago or something like that. So I don't know where he is. Love that. Yes. Um, in terms of, uh, I know one of your defining moments was having your first, uh, your first mm -hmm. child, your son. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you know a lot of uh, a lot of students. They maybe they have like teenage pregnancies and they and they I get see. pregnant in high school. Mm -hmm. What are some things you know, you know, 
any tips as for new mothers or what, what can new mothers, you know, kind of expect uh, to kind of prepare themselves for that? Or how did you prepare as a new mother? You know, was there? Hmm. I see. So it's a little different because I actually, I planned because I have a baby when I have a summer vacation while I'm studying in nursing school or something like that. So baby comes. So my baby's, uh, my first son's birthday is uh, July 5th, which means vacation time. So I can have some take care of it. Right. So it's, it's a little different with the pregnancy. <laughs> However, um, for them, I want to tell you this. Okay. Your kid is lining in with you. So if you suck, then your kid is suck. So, okay. So whatever reason and you love and you have a baby, I get that. I really respect that, that even though you having a lot of difficulty and you have a baby. So the baby is a human being that very precious and love and all kind of love they deserve. Okay. So young child, yeah, you can be poor. You don't have a much of money, but you still, your love, your kind, your taking care of baby is a free. It's out of your heart. So, so I want, I want you to aware that you are great. You're a great mom, and then nobody is a perfect mom. I'm still not perfect mom. They, my kid will complain and this, 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 this. So we are learning. You, nobody experienced to be mom. You have to understand that. So everybody is, everybody is like you. It's the same. Even though you are a teenager mom and like 30 years old mom, they're all first time. Okay? So a little bit of a support may be different, but still, you are in the same stage. So your kid will deserve your love, your care, your respect, everything. On top of that, to do that, you have to wake up, okay? You're not having that mentality before and kid, okay? So after that, to protect your kid, your baby, then what happened? You shape up. No party anymore, no drugs, no smoking, no drinking, and... If you cannot study, then you can work for baby. You have to work if you have to do, take care of baby. Or if you need to study, please do well. And then you be the mother of your, you are, you are going to be the role model of your kid. So whatever situation you face with, do your best for your kid and yourself as well. That's what, were some, what were some challenges you faced as a first-time mother? Because of the for me yeah or some challenges you faced oh the first time i remember is i couldn't really sleep well <laughs> i couldn't really sleep well um and also you know um it's it, you're asking about 16 years ago i mean exactly so it's kind of outdated but i was not able to sleep but there's Every challenge, it changed. I change it every challenge to be a loving moment and fun moment, enjoying moment. So it was good. But you know, I was in school because I was in nursing school at that time. So I had a hard time find hard time to find a caregiver because my husband has to work. I have to go to school. 
So I really had to. Sometimes I so what happened is I bring my kid, my my son to classroom, and then um, my other other classmate, like not in the same class, they take care of one hour while I'm taking classes. So that was my, I think, uh, the most biggest challenge. See, I love mm-hmm. that. What mm-hmm. uh, what about your parents or his parents? He couldn't. The grandparents didn't. Uh, help grandparents lives in Korea. Parents at the time lives in Korea. It's not the condition that they can come to. And uh, the another. So my mom's side, my mom, my mom, my parents is in Korea. My husband's uh, side was they living in Bakersfield. While I living in Salinas, it's about three hours away, so it's it's not really uh, askable. It's not really, I see. yeah. Let's see, let's see. see. And then, um, what are some? Uh, I guess you know, what are some things that mothers are, uh, I guess, should look out for in terms of like you know, being a mother. You know, how to be the the best mother. You know, how do you make sure that your child is happy and loved? So, like when they're young, they don't know. They just we just meet the basic need, right? So proper diaper changes and the proper cleaning and holding and hugging. That's when they're young. So, but when they grow up, I think that you can be friend with your kid. That's the most important because. You were the one, though. I don't know. My kid come first to me when they happen something, but you know, honestly, I don't know. However, that's my policy that I want to be friend with them. So if they have some issues that it's really not able to talk with somebody, I want them to come to me first. Still, I don't know they're coming first or not. If I found out if they don't do it, I'm gonna be so upset. You know, but I want to be there. <laughs> so that's the one. So you have a similar feeling when they have a feeling when when so so that's what I'm saying. So you're gonna go with them anywhere, everywhere, any moment. So so that's what's happening with the kids. Love that. How how has um what's the difference between how you grew up? Korea to 16 to how your son has grown up or or parenting styles how has the parenting styles changed Mm. so the environment wise that in Korea there's a poverty in United States they're like they don't need something for example in the Christmas time I want this and this 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 when I was young mom I can have this 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 when I ask my son, hey, do you need anything? What what is you what do you want? He said, I don't need nothing. So the this is the difference. I'm not talking about how how I am doing it, but American kid in general, compared to outside of war, they have everything, honestly. So it's a little different. I love the question. What was the question again? I'm sorry. No, yeah, it, it was just, you know, how, 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 what's the difference between how you were raised? Yeah, parenting style, how your parents the raised parenting you. Style, so then, you know, I get spanked. So, 
So I'm the first one out of three, okay? So if my sister, my brother, my little sister, my brother didn't do well, then I get spanked, okay? So I'm the first one. But I have a lot of power once I get punished a lot. But, you know, I get first food and I have a more portion because I'm the first. I have, if you have a, only one person can go somewhere, mom and dad, I'm the one who go. So it's kind of it. But at the time when I grew up, so I born 1978. So when I born at the time, it's very popular that if your kid is not doing well, then you get spanked. Okay. So it's normal. And then if I get spanked at the school and my mom said, you deserve it like that. So that's the norm. Here, sometimes I feel like, like that, but you can't really do that, right? So that's the difference. You have to do it with a word. You have to do it with a word or some kind of compensation, not compensating. So it's the different style. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I know that my mom and dad loved me, right? Even though I guess I have a no trauma that I get spanked because that was wrong. My next door kid was big too. So, I mean, that's normal. But right now it's really hard because that's how I grow up. So first five year, my son's first five year, sometime because I that's how I learn. So sometimes I get hit. I hit my son up until five years old, you know? But I, at the time, I think when I, when he was five, I told him that I'm sorry. Up until now, I hit you. From now on, I will not hit you because at the time, I almost finished my um, my nursing school. I learned the psychology, and I have a more educated. So I told that son, I'm so sorry. What happened? I will not do that from now on. Since then, I never hit my kid anything like that you have to do with okay. your heart <laughs> yeah okay. that's well, the difference for okay. yes no that was great that was great uh let's move on to the last topic which is oh, money yes um so you were talking about how you went to this acupuncture clinic and then you mm -hmm. that defined your moment to uh, go into nursing can you talk a little bit more about that so I mean, um, I have a, because in Korea, when you seek like a regular or general sickness, you go to acupuncture. So it's oriental medicine. So I go check. And then at that time, I feel have a little bit of pain on my back because I was working at Costco and then I was doing stocking things. So I have a little problem at that time, but, um, and um, when I went to that doctor and doctor, Dr. Kim, so uh, I want to make a lot of money and I'm going to be millionaire and blah, blah. So then what is that for? What is, what do you really want to do? What is your goal? I couldn't answer that at that time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that I was trying to find what is really meaningful earning money. What is, how to make money that was my at the time i was doing trying to doing oh how uh, making making companies and things like that so at back in 20 years 20 20 something years ago so but he just hit me like with a hammer with my hair like my head what are you going to do with that money what is that for what do you want to do in really so 
at the time, so I had a, some kind of moment that I had to figure out why I want to have a lot of money. At the time, I want to have a millionaire. At the time, that was my dream goal. Love that. And then how would you recommend, you know, kids find their purpose? <sighs> it's, it's coming sometime. I mean, it's a really hard question, Bob. But anyway, so for money, so in my question, so when I was young, so I, I told you my family was very poor. So how poor is that? So we didn't have orange juice at home. So at the time, orange juice in Korea was expensive. So what happened is we, we have a three kids, me, my sister, my brother. So my mom add water to have a like a dilute it so you can have a more more orange juice, right? So that's how I grew up, okay? So then you don't have a dryer and you don't have anything. So when you wash your uh, uniform for school at nighttime, so then you have to dry at nighttime. So what happened is Korean house on the bottom is a hot stone. So put the uniform and then layers of blanket and then I sleep on there. So in the morning, the clothes is well ironed and the next day you go with that clothes. So that's how I grew up. So then I hate the poverty. I hate that something that I cannot do without money. I can't really do study. So I ended up going um, in Korea. I ended up going the night school university, but it happens nice. Somebody who goes uh, daytime, I'm working. So United States, it's very common, but in Korea, it's kind of out of a norm. So most people going daytime school and nighttime. So that's how I do. So that's how you do. But purpose of a living is, so up until certain year, my purpose of a living, honestly, I have to tell you this is the truth, money. I don't wanna be poor, never. I hate the poor. So I try to change all my thinking, not to be poor, not to think poor way. And I try to figure out, and then I try to test what is the social norm. I don't want to be in that social norm. Then I'm going to be forever poor. So you have to think a little differently to be out of your room. Think about it. From me, around me in Korea, there's no rich people. My family, my cousin, my, my relatives. I couldn't find any role model, so I have to find the books and some other things that they are rich, and then they have to follow some other thing. So then, so that's why I certain point I set the goal is the money. However, I reached my goal that I won't, I don't have to be poor anymore. Certain time, and then after that, I confused about my life. This is not the goal. Because I don't know what to, how to live. After a certain point, I was kind of, how can I say, chaos in certain, I don't know, mentally, it was basically, I don't know which way to go forward. So then I figure out that you have to find something you like, you helping other people. So that's now in 20 years, now I understand Dr. Kim asked me, 
what is your goal of your life? Because it figure out more than 20 years. That's for mm. me. So, but I want to tell you about this. When I see a lot of YouTube, there is a lot of people that who doing really well, making millionaires and billionaires. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, you know? Whenever I look at that video, I feel like, fuck, what I'm doing, right? I'm doing wrong or what? So in that case, I get depressed and sad, am I doing wrong? And I question myself. What I'm saying is that what I want to share with you is you are you, okay? And also everybody have a different beginning line. So don't compare, yes, get some advice from those successful people. However, please don't compare. That's not good for your mental health. Just get the advice and you do whatever you're doing it. You are the best. Nobody knows about you. You are the one, the expert about yourself. Then you have a faith and trust in you that you're going to succeed a certain time. It takes a time without like, oh, I'm going to succeed tomorrow. It's not going to happen tomorrow. However, if you keep doing it years, then you will find the way you like who you are. It's already there, but you don't know on the way. So I just want to say about this. And the goal, you can make a little goal. You can make big goal. Whatever you make it depends on your capacity, your influence, your environment. But believe in yourself. And don't compare with other people who are doing really well because your time just not come yet. That's it. Love that. I love that. And then uh, just to kind of wrap it up, how, what if people wanted to be a, a nurse practitioner in the psychiatry field? How do they get started? What's like? Okay, the... so that's good. That's the most likable question. <laughs> I can tell you really well. By the way, so then. Psychiatry nurse practitioner, you have to be a registered nurse, which is RN, so we know the nurse. So actually, I wrote a book about the nurse practitioner. So it's coming in the March in Korea about American nurse practitioner. My goal of this year is I'm going to translate to English. So some people access how I did it from Korean, no nurse. I was no nurse. I studied in United States, uh, two-year community college. And then I, I went to community college to bachelor college, uh, four-year college for nursing. And then after that, you have a master nursing. And then after that, you do nurse practitioner course. Right now, I am in doctor nurse practitioner course at UCLA. I studied last year. So it's so about good thing about nursing is you don't have to finish all or together. While you finish two-year community nursing and then you work and you feel like you need to study more, go to four years college and study while you're working. And then you need a forward need. You feel like that, you do it. If you like just like a nursing, what you're doing it, you do it. But for my dream-wise, I want to do uh, have a public education about mental health and suicidal prevention so I keep studying to equip my skills and my knowledge to have a public educator. So that is my dream though. I love that, I love that. Do you, yes. um, I guess, uh, do, you, do you know anyone personally that has uh, done suicide? Is that why it impacts you so much or? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to share? <laughs> yeah, um, the first time I, uh, I am, uh, faced with the suicidal 
suicide in my life was my teen. And it was the monk, Buddhist monk. So he's, he really tried to study about Buddhism and he feel like he's not in getting certain stage and she get, he get frustrated and then he suicide. That's my, but I was, I, I am going temp, Buddhist temple at that time. So that was my first one. And then later, the second one was that um, my friend of friend who doing a lot of gamble in Las Vegas. And then we found her in the third level of a, like, like a very creepy hotel, you know, not the mainstream. And we found her over there in the hotel. So after that, it really need to be, if we knew that we could prevent it, but there is no sign and no telling that, oh, I want to suicide or anything like that. So I really, it's really important for you to have a, um, what is preventable and how can help, what is a warning sign. So that's what I educate with the uh, public and student. And also I want to do mindfulness with the kid to have a, uh, some coping skill. When something happened, please don't, before some, you already, something happened, it's too late. It's still treatable, right? You come to me or you come to mental health hospital. But before you do that, mom and dad and kid, aware that we can do some kind of coping mechanism exercise. For example, mindfulness practice or yoga practice or whatever they like it. So I want them to have that one equipped so they can have not really having radical decision about their life. Got it, got it. Any, uh, any last words for the kids, for the audience? Before we finish, um, I can say dream big for the kid. It's the time, and you you don't know that what is young meaning until you get this age. So I want you to have a dream big. Love that. And where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Um, I am working at Together Mental Health clinic in Los Angeles, but uh, you can Google together mental health and, or you can Google set a call, then it comes up. Got it. Let me mm -hmm. uh, put that on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to reach out to uh, Sarah Co, uh, you can Google the together mental health clinic in Los Angeles. Um, uh, before I forget, um, if you guys are uh, dealing with crisis, uh, or having suicide thoughts and need someone to talk to, uh, feel free to text home to 741-741. That is a uh, national crisis hotline. Uh, it's available 24 hours a day. Um, if you want to reach out to Sarah, um, you need someone to talk to, um, I'm sure she's more than welcome to help. I think her, uh, her email, let me pull it up here, is uh, together.psych at gmail. And... Uh, also, uh, before I forget, um, all I ask is that, you know, if you're feeling generous and you do want to support the community hotline, feel free to drop us. Um, and that wraps it up, guys. Uh, we'll catch you next time. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this community hotline with Sarah Coe. Thank you. Thank you.